This show is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. A little bit later on the Paracast, we'll get into monster mode. And some people say I go into monster mode when I look at the mirror, where I say somebody stopped me or something, but it's not quite that bad. That's Lady with Linda Godfrey, and she has a new book out, which is affectionately called Monsters Among Us. And I thought for a second when I saw that title, you know what, maybe she's talking about politicians, but then we get attacked if we talk about politicians. But remember, we are equal opportunity offenders. Let me give you an example of this. We received a nasty email from somebody referring to an interview that we did on the Paracast with someone named L.A. Marzulli. And I barely remember that interview. I bet you don't even remember it, Chris, do you? Because you weren't there. Yeah, that was before my time. Right. This is 2009. So somebody takes an interview that we did in 2009 and writes us a hate message about it. How wrong we were, how rude we were to the guest. So without going into detail, because I don't have the patience, I wrote back to the person and said, all right, this interview was done in 2009 with a different co-host. So, you know, it's kind of out of date. And that made the person even more incendiary. And they want to deny that we did the interview in 2009, even though if you go to the site, theparacast.com, what does it say, 2009? It takes all kinds. In any case, last week, as you know, we did an episode called Shop Talk. And we talked a lot about music and also about music and UFOs, about different entertainers being interested in the subject. Of course, John Lennon had a famous UFO sighting with his then-girlfriend, May Pang, back in the mid-70s. So, you know, we see this interest in Sammy Hagar as an abductee and all that. And I thought that'd be interesting. And I guess people didn't like it that much when we started talking about music as opposed to just things flying in the sky or ghosts and things like that. All right, things happen. We can't predict when we do 52 shows a year without exception whether you'll like it or not. And then it gets to a more interesting point. We invited Nick Pope on for after the Paracast. Chris had an emergency. And so I noticed that Nick was online on Skype and I sent him a note. You want to do the show? Sure. But not about Rendlesham because he's been on the show several times about that or UFOs. He is also interested in conspiracy theories. But he is a conspiracy theory skeptic. If you notice last weekend after the Paracast, he believes in some conspiracy theories, but he thinks that the JFK assassination was a lone gunman, that 9-11 is the result of miscommunication or interagency rivalry in the U.S. so we didn't pick up all the signals. If we had a better way of cooperating, if we had a Homeland Security Department at that time, which we did not, maybe we would have stopped it. But he's entitled to his opinion. I tend to think 
in a more conspiratorial fashion about JFK. But people are entitled to their opinion. But so far, it seems that people are just dismissing Nick Pope out of hand and not listening to the episode. Chris, that, you know, kind of disappoints me. Well, you know, a lot of times it's the people that have issues with a particular guest or a particular subject that they're, you know, are going to speak up and make their displeasure known, uh, where the vast majority of people um, maybe don't particularly like the guy, but they don't particularly dislike him either. They're just interested to hear what what people in the field have to say. And, you know, my, my whole adage is if, if you work for the government and you have a pension, you are handcuffed uh, to a certain extent by the type of information you're exposed to. So you always have to take everything with a grain of salt from somebody who is an ex-astronaut, an ex-Air Force pilot, you know, and the adage that I use a lot is once a spook, always spooky. <laughs> so that being said, uh, Nick is, is, is very smooth and very, you know, slick and Teflon-like when it comes to discussing especially the UFO subject. And uh, I think he's forced uh, by circumstance to make, to present a more conservative point of view, uh, which may or may not reflect his, his true feelings about a particular subject. But he's, once you're in the position of working in government service, you're, you're beholden to that. And so you always have to take that into account when you're talking with the John Alexanders and the Edgar Mitchells. There are examples of people that um, appear to be stepping outside of that particular, um, I don't know, just, I guess, generalization that I'm making. Walter Bosley kind of comes to mind, although, again, he'll tell you right out, there's certain things he cannot talk to, sources and uh, and methods, for instance. So that that being said, uh, you got to give the guy a little bit of slack. Um, I was not particularly thrilled about his involvement in the prediction of a ufo event at the london olympics i thought that was a little bit beneath him they must have paid him a lot of money to do that <laughs> for him to get involved because that that sound that whole scenario seemed a little bit out of character at least in my mind i don't really know nick that well but uh you know i've had a chance to talk to him on a number of occasions of course we've had him on the show a number of times but you know you do have to uh remember that the guests that create the complaints and the uh you know, pseudo hate mail, whatever you want to call it. Every every one of our guests are going to have detractors, and it's the ones that are the most uh, vehement about their displeasure are the ones that are going to speak up and and make it appear that um, it's a bigger deal than it really is. Because quite frankly, you know, I don't care. I, I realize that there's there's people out there with opinions, and uh, and that's fine. And um, you know, I, I I don't really care one way or another what a person thinks about me or any of our guests, you know, that's, that's their business. If they don't like what we do, they don't like how we do it. Um, don't listen. Uh, you know, I, I've gone through, you know, one of the, the, the hardest years, definitely the hardest year of my adult life here the last, uh, you know, 13, 14 months. And, and people are taking exception to my particular attitude or whatever. Well, you know, you know what you can do with that. I, I've been going through a lot. Gene's been going through a lot, and we're trying to put a best, you know, our best face forward. But at times it's difficult, and uh, you know, there's been some detractors uh, moaning and groaning about, oh, Chris is this and Chris is that, or Gene's getting a new co-host. Yeah, whatever. Um, you, you, I don't really care. <laughs> 
Okay, and I just tell you, I'm not going to go into details, but as some of our listeners know, I'm in the process of trying to find a new place to live because the landlord kind of took out the rug from under us and sold this place. And so we have to leave by a certain time. And if we don't, we're in a hotel or we're in the street. This happens to a lot of people. So we're busy looking for a new home while we're trying to do this show. One way or the other, the show gets done. I don't know from where, but that's my particular situation. We've all had problems. Chris has had tragedy and he's had illness. And that's how it goes. Now, when it comes to someone who works for the government, we understand the situation. If you're working in an area that entails some level of security clearance, you've got to do what you've got to do. But that doesn't make this person a bad person. Because in a sense, we're saying you work for the government, you've got to be bad. No, you work for the government because maybe you like doing it. Maybe it was the job that was available. Maybe you think you're contributing to society by working in that government job. You're doing something that's good. And the question is, is as a Nick Pope, because he can't tell you things, and he tells you flat out, there are things I can't say related to national security. That was my job in the Ministry of Defense. We understand that, you know, God and country and everything. It doesn't mean he's lying to you. It means he has to hold back. He has to be cautious in certain areas. But there still could be plenty of information there to evaluate, understanding the exceptions. But once again, anyone involved in a military agency, a defense agency, with possible security connections, what do you expect? I mean, they even said that Major Donald Kehoe, the big UFO pioneer, was a tool because he was a retired Marine Corps major. Of course, he'd been retired for many decades before he got into the UFO game, but there you go. In any case, we have Linda Godfrey. We're going to talk about the monsters among us. And it's not some of our guests. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. 
Call A Place For Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. My name is Jay. I'm 26 years of age, and I just want to thank the makers of the One World Whey Protein Powder. After having chronic abdominal pain and pressure for months, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. The medical doctor told me there was nothing I could do to treat it other than taking pain and nausea medication. Then I came across an ad for One World Whey on the radio and read the claims that it can help with all types of inflammation. I took the One World Whey Protein Powder every day for a month and the chronic pain and pressure sensations went away completely and I never took the pain or nausea meds. To this day, my intestines are free of pain. Nature is kind. When we consume foods we're designed to eat, then she gives back health when it was once lost. One World Way consistently supports the body's production of glutathione and overall repair. Glutathione stops inflammation, removes heavy metals, and toxins of all kind. When inflammation is gone, the body can complete its healing process. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. On the Paracast this week, the topic is Monsters Among Us, and we're not talking about the monsters we hear in those political campaigns and at political conventions, because we can start a whole discussion that people do not want to hear, or anyone else. We've got someone who goes after monsters quite often, and that is Linda Godfrey. Welcome back to the Paracast. Oh, I'm so glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Now, when it comes to monsters, and we'll get into the book in a moment, what's our fascination? Because obviously we like grotesque things that run around and that pick up little girls and throw them into the lake like the Frankenstein's monster did in the original movie with Boris Karloff where he sees this little girl throwing flowers into the lake and then he looks mm-hmm. at her, smiles, and throws her into the lake. Remember that scene? Yes. <laughs> we never actually see him throw her into the lake. We just see somebody carrying the dead girl later on, Mm -hmm. because in those days we didn't show the rather graphic nature of a monster film. It was always implied. Which was scarier in a lot of ways. To me, anyway. Well, you see, in those days, too, and here's an example. In the original 
Dracula, which was a very tame movie, not not the silent movie, but the one with Bela Lugosi. Very tame okay. movie, very right. slow moving. When they did the stage play, remember it was based on a stage play, okay? Mm-hmm. When they did the stage play, you know, people were screaming as a result of this. When they did the movie, people were just, you know, fainting in the aisles. We forget how people reacted. And then, you know, nowadays, of course, monster movies are very graphic. You know, blood, gore, whatever. And what is our fascination with all that? Well, you know, I think if you asked a psychologist, you would get an answer, something like, well, we, we like to exteriorize. That's a word that I see in that sort of situation quite often. We like to exteriorize or bring out of ourselves the fears we have about our own um, selves, our own actions, our own bodies, about being hurt and that kind of thing. We like to put it out in front of us and have it in one scary package where it looks human enough that we can relate to it, but it's just weird and gross and different enough that we can be scared witless over it. And that somehow helps us maintain a balance. I've seen variations on that explanation many times. And I think there's a certain amount of it that holds true, you know, because so many of the people who write to me will say, oftentimes say, I felt like I was meant to see that or like it had, there was a message there for me, like there's something more going on than just some kind of a strange animal. And I think that we do find it entertaining because we like to put ourselves in the place of those people and and think, what would I do? What would uh, happen, you know, if, if that had been me, would I run, whatever. In my books, I really am after a little more than just a scary story. I like to compare and contrast and and um, just reflect and speculate, which means, you, you know, you, you know you're not doing any kind of scientific experiments because, of course, you know, you, you can't prove or disprove most of the things people see. But you can speculate and put things together and, and help people deal with things that, that really often do frighten them you know, quite often. And the thing that keeps me coming back to it is that so many people have these experiences. They can't all be hoaxes. They cannot all be just, you know, somebody having a a hallucination that's similar to some guy in Kentucky, two states away, that had the same quote-unquote hallucination, and they never heard of each other. They never saw whatever they were seeing in any other place, you know, so there's, there's no collaboration. So, I, that's kind of the long, <laughs> the long twisty answer. But people really do just enjoy getting a thrill and, and kind of a vicarious scare out of these incidents. And that's what first attracts them. And then as they learn more, they're usually more deeply um, caught by the mystery of it. And what are these things? Why are there so many? Why do they look kind of like us, but a lot worse? You know, and... Um, I, I think that's what hooks people in. That's a good point. And, and the variety, though, is what's yes. kind of bewildering to uh, to me at times. There's so many different types and descriptions. And, um, I mean, it just runs the gamut from A, a to Z uh, in terms of the different types. How could something so pervasive and so, you know, there's just so many different types. Um, how could something like this exist in the physical world without being established uh, as being physical. Um, are we dealing with something you think that's that's physical? I, I know it's hard to, to generalize, but I think there's a lot of uh, 
commonalities between the uh, the various types of monsters that are reported out there. Do you think do you think in general these things are physical or they're or paraphysical or a combination of both? Or I, I think more and more that there's something paraphysical or otherworldly about them. You know, and I hate to say paranormal because then people are thinking, ooh, ooh, ghosts, you know. Um, and, and it's really not like that. It seems that they have this uncanny, very widespread collective intelligence. That, And I say that because people say the same thing no matter where they see it in the world or what the creature is. They'll feel like the creature is aware of them that in a way that it shouldn't be if it were just a wild animal, that it knows something about them, that it kind of speaks to them maybe empathically, not like hearing words in your head or any of the mental illness uh, type of of symptoms, but um, just that they feel it's communicating with them somehow. And the messages are so similar that people receive, it just doesn't seem like it can be something natural that we know of, at least not that we've ever seen you know in in our zoology books it's it's something completely different and there there are more my newest book the monsters among us is kind of based on this after 25 years of collecting reports almost 25 years of collecting these reports and writing the books and interviewing the witnesses and looking at them all um at first the ones that seem to have that paraphysical aspect maybe transforming or maybe turning invisible or um, just suddenly vanishing or that kind of thing. Um, It seemed like I was getting more and more of them. In the beginning, I got very few, and it was kind of easy to shuffle them off into another pile and not really do too much with them. And then the last few years, it seems like suddenly um, people are mentioning that they have seen anomalous lights beforehand, they're saying that the creatures vanished or were invisible or the bullets bounced off them even though they had direct hit with a um, semi-automatic weapon. You know, things that should be really impossible if these were just timber wolves walking upright, some type of unknown primate, um, some type of giant um, leftover bird. <laughs> One of my favorite very interesting uh, reports was from the mid-70s, I think in 75 in Montana, where a Bigfoot was seen by, I think, a girl and her brother outside in the yard or something. And I think one of them pretended to, like, shoot it with a gun, and it, it very theatrically clutched its chest, fell down, and then got up and walked away. We have yeah. to walk away, too, guys. <laughs> We have to walk away for a second with Linda Godfrey and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. 
This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Ely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 9859. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1 800 958 9859. Call 1 800 958 9859. 1 800 958 9859. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Now, in our first segment, we were mentioning the fact that Nick Pope talked about conspiracy theories in last week's After the Paracast. But the only way you can hear that show, to see if you like it or not, if you agree with his theories or not, is to subscribe to the Paracast Plus. 
at plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. Now, what do we give you there? Well, we give you the After the Paracast podcast, which is special interviews, show wrap-ups, anything that comes to our mind. And we also offer this show, the Paracast, commercial-free, better quality audio, some transcripts, classic episodes, and more. The subscription price, cheap. Our price, cheap. Month to month. Annual. Five-year. Lifetime. Go to plus, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. The book is Monsters Among Us, Linda Godfrey. The subtitle is An Exploration of Otherworldly Bigfoots, Wolfmen, Portals, Phantoms, and Odd Phenomena. I use the word otherworldly. So you're telling us here, you're framing this, Linda, as something where these creatures, whatever they are, are not of this planet, this dimension, what? Well, I particularly chose the word world because it specifically refer to a planet or a dimension or anything. It's a, a world is something that a human can be in and perceive as an environment outside him or herself. Okay, so a, a world could be another dimension, another planet. Um, you know, here I'm. On planet Earth, we usually refer to the world as what we see immediately around us. But if it's another world, um, you know, and some people have have claimed to see into what they thought were portals where it looked like you would be able to step into it and experience it as um, a world that you could live and breathe and walk around in. So these these other worlds are just um, different habitats and environments. And perhaps we would not be able to move or perceive anything or even exist in any of these other worlds but um, it seems to me that there is just enough um, evidence that's both anecdotal and also um, some physical evidence you know like footprints that start in the middle of the field walk toward a woods and and vanish or that um, walk and meet another creature and then one disappears things like that, you start seeing that enough and you think, this is not normal. This is not Earth, Terra, normal. Something is going on. Hey, maybe I just, did I just coin a word, Terra, normal? Terra, normal. <laughs> I like that, Chris. What do you think? Sounds like a good band name. <laughs> the Terra, normal. I can see that now. Chris, that's a band for you. Your next band is the Terra, normal. <laughs> Linda, do you play a music? Terra, abnormal. The well, Terra, or as they say from people who enjoy the film Young Frankenstein, the Terra Abbey Normal. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. But I think I, I may have to copyright that. So you'll just have to catch me later, Chris, and we'll, we'll talk about the band. I'd, I'd be in the band, the Terra Abnormal. <laughs> okay, Linda, do you play a musical instrument? We're trying to recruit members here. Uh, no, nothing you'd want to hear. Uh-uh. I did sing. I, I had a vocal minor in college, and I, I did sing, but mostly like classical type stuff. Well, you know, that hasn't stopped other singers from becoming rockers, right? That's true. That's true. I know plenty of pop songs. Yeah. I, and I still sing a little bit. Not like I used to. I mean, my coloratura range is gone, but, you know, I, I, I still have some fun. Singing in the shower, probably. Singing in the shower, a little little karaoke, uh, 
Jeff Ballinger and I did a really mad rendition of I Got You Babe after one of the Chicago Paracons. Oh, boy. (laughs) He said, remind me never to do this again. I never could figure out who was singing, Cher or or Sonny. I know, they sounded just alike. They sounded so similar. Well, you know, the worst thing that happened here is I think Cher had a really good singing voice, and then it deepened. And I think she lost her higher register. I bet she blew it out. Yes, that's what happens, yeah. Because she was throat singing a lot of the time. Now, I'll tell you who has blown out his voice, and it's really sad. Paul McCartney is very raspy these days. He's nowhere yeah. like what he was in the old days. I mean, he had this amazing voice, but he was shouting and screaming and trying to be Little Richard, and you can't live that way. Huh. No. No. Huh. When, I, when I was in um, college, I wanted to also go out for cheerleading, and my um, voice professor said, absolutely not. If you, know, if you want to sing in the choir, you want to sing here. If you want to be a vocal minor, you may not be a cheerleader because you'll blow your voice out. Pretty much word for word. Oh, well. So, yeah, so now I just go out in the woods and scream for Bigfoot. So I don't have to worry about <laughs> wrecking my voice anymore. <laughs> that and a little tree thumping. Once in a while, once in a while, I, I did have an astounding experience last week that I never thought I would have involving the rock clacking thing. It was oh, really? something, you know, yeah, you know, they're said to pick up um, a rock in each hand and then clack them together. Clack, yeah. You know, and I always thought it, it just didn't seem that that would be a really effective thing for them to do. You know, I, I always wondered about it. It wasn't that I thought it couldn't be. I just, I had my doubts, you know, and I'd never really known anyone personally who had experienced it. And um, I had a, a friend from... Um, the Unknown Creature Spot, which is the Facebook page where I uh, I started it as a Yahoo page 10 years ago, and, and I still hang out there the most. And um, somebody who wanted to come up and go out with me on some trails, she'd never done this before at all. And we hiked back into, I took her to, to one of the easier trailheads in the Kettle Moraine. And I thought, well, we'll just do a little introductory. We'll walk around. We'll see if we see any of the, um, you know, huts or any of the branch constructions, that kind of thing. And we happened to pass, uh, looked like a, a tractor path that kind of went uh, veered off away from the main trail. And something about it just made me think we should walk down there, which is usually where I get into big trouble. So we walked in a ways, and sure enough, there was the big X formed by uh, pulling up um, a, another sapling about the size of the first sapling and then making them bend and cross and kind of fastening together. And that's generally thought in Bigfoot circles to mean this is your limits. Don't You don't want it here. Don't go beyond this X. And uh, the, the woman who was uh, uh, with me had brought some um, couple little uh, nature-friendly snacks, you know, a little fruit, just a couple of things. And she set it down by the X and we heard this click, 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 clack, click, clack. Very sharp and very close. I mean, it, it, this wasn't a distant thing. And she didn't hear it. Um, I, I have pretty sensitive hearing, and I heard that one, but she heard the next one. The next one was coming from a different direction behind her. And that she heard, and then she heard another one. It sounded like there were two or three different locations 
And when they were clicking, it sounded like Morse code. It did. It was like click, click, clack, clack, click, click, clack, clack, click. And of course, I had just, when she put the food down, I had said out loud, okay, I'm putting my camera away if you want to do it. Because honestly, <laughs> oh, that's, that is when things happen, which yeah. is... It, they won't do anything so often. If you, there anything big that's ever happened to me, I haven't had the camera with me or on. So I put I had put my cell phone camera in my pocket. That's when it started, and this kept up, um, you know, for several minutes. And we started feeling freaked out. We didn't have rocks to answer them with, and I'm not sure that's wise anyway because you don't know what they're saying. And you know, it could be yeah, eat me. I'm the one. I'm I, I've tasted the best. Or what? I'm, I'm just joking because I don't think Bigfoot eat people, but um, but you just don't know. So we started walking out, and all this time I've been thinking, well, could it be a woodpecker? I, we have lots of woodpeckers in my neighborhood, and I know what they sound like, and it, it wasn't. I, I knew that. Um, Before we learn more about Woody, the woodpecker, <laughs> it ages me that I even remember a character like that. We've got Linda Godfrey, Monsters Among Us, with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Attention backpackers on a budget. Why spend $80 to $300 to pump clean survival water? Introducing the Viva Water Pump Kit from Viva Outdoor Products. Super easy to use and super lightweight at only 6.5 ounces, the Viva Water Pump Kit provides high flow rate at one ounce per stroke, can be one hand pumped, and is dependable and affordable at only $24.99. Filter not included. Get your Viva Water Pump Kit at viba-odp.com from Viva Outdoor Products. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
so you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 pain relief hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Sorry, I look into the mirror as I said before. I see the monster. Linda Godfrey, Chasing Monsters. And where do we go? When you look down these things... And you look down these reports of monsters. I've asked you this question before, but we should mention it because we always have new listeners. How do you vet the stories for people who are just telling stories? Yeah, that's a great question and, and one that I'm often asked. I'm going to take one second and just tell you one more thing about that experience with the rock clicks, if you don't mind. Okay, this was um, not Woody I, Woodpecker then. No, it was not Woody Woodpecker because whatever these things were, they followed us out all the way back to the end of this lane, pacing us on either side of the, of the lane. Woodpeckers would not do that. They'll be in one spot. They're very staccato. They have a certain sound. And they're, when they're hammering on a tree, they're not following you out of a woods. That was the freakiest part. That was what let me know this was something really, really unusual because there's nothing else that does that. I hope your friend uh, brought an extra pair of Depends. <laughs> yep, because yeah, first timers don't always react well to situations like that. Either that, or they're just so they're just ignorant of what could be going on, which actually actually could be a blissful thing for some people. But if she had any idea what could possibly have been going on, I, I bet you she would have uh, been a little bit frightened. She was astonished, and I think really nervous about it, and didn't feel well for a couple of days. 
So, um, yeah, I, it, 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 I was actually amazed because I just wasn't sure that it was a real phenomena. And I had it proved pretty well to me that it's exactly what people say. They were keeping out of sight well behind the, the trees and the bushes, you know. But I just can't imagine what else it would have been. So, so anyway, sorry, I just wanted to get that in. But as to your other question about how do you vet the tails, that's a really important question because I think especially now where there's been in the past few years kind of a little explosion of sites about dogmen and Bigfoot and, and other things where um, every week there's a new person saying, yep, I saw it, I'm you know, going to collect stories, send your, send your stories to me, and there's more and more of them. And oftentimes, um, I think what happens is somebody sends in a report, it gets just thrown up on the screen or whatever it is. Not all of them, but, but uh, sometimes that happens. Or there isn't really a way often to um, that, say, a first-time caller who's calling in and has this thing to present. You don't know what they're going to say. And it may end up being something that seems really outlandish compared to um, the general bulk of other sightings of that type. So I, I'm just saying it, it's a little, I think it's a little more difficult the more reports that are out there. On the other hand, there's more to compare to and you can get kind of a sense of what is in keeping, in general keeping, not that they'll have to be identical, but in general keeping with most of the other things. And that is where, having done this for 25 years, um, it, it gives me a, a little bit of an advantage because, you know, there are just certain certain tones of voice, certain um, style phrasing, certain attitudes that are taken by the people who are writing that make me just stop and go, hmm. You know, and I, I have gone so far as to ask people outright if they're lying to me. I had one small group of young guys who claimed they had seen uh, two beasts on Bray Road, and I asked I asked them each that separately, and they both, um, or all, there were actually three of them, they all said no, they were telling the truth, but I wasn't terribly convinced, and then it turned out that they were making it up. You know, so it, it does happen. I also, I'm helped a bit by the fact that before I started writing the books, I still had my day job at the newspaper, interviewing one to three people a week for 10 years, you know, that adds up to a lot of people. And when you talk to that many people, you get a sense for when someone's just giving it to you from the heart or they're being calculating or they're outright just kind of fabricating. Right. The simple things like eye contact, uh, nervousness, uh, looking to the left. I mean, there are signs, you know, having interviewed (laughs) several thousand people myself over the years, um, you, right. you tend to get a real good, I think, sixth sense about about someone, how earnest they are. I look for certain phraseology, um, certain – there's key things that I, I kind of I kind of zero in on that sort of pushes, pushes positive buttons, just right. as there's certain things that push uh, – throw up red flags and put uh, negative – push negative buttons as well. But yeah. I think it's pretty easy once you've – been out in the field uh, as long as someone like yourself um, to be able to determine fairly quickly and accurately whether a person is being upfront and honest, whether they're hiding something or whether they're just totally right. confabulating something. Well, I was I was just going to say um, 
<laughs> now, now I'm, I'm starting to forget what I was going to say. Please, please go ahead. It'll come back to me. We're here to confuse matters. That's the thing. But <laughs> in vetting people who are making up stories, do you think the fact that we have so many reality shows on TV and maybe people want their 15 minutes, they're more inclined to make up stuff? Yeah. Yes, I, I do. And I, I think that, again, has has been um, kind of an one of the unfortunate side effects of the explosion of um, reports because they do show up on so many of these quote-unquote reality shows. But there is another um, avenue, too, that um, having been a newspaper reporter, I know how to look things up and check people out online and other places, you know. And so um, when a person gives me a story, I will go and check out the details of the location you know, to see if they know what they're talking about or they were just making up street names or whatever. If they mention other places or other people, um, I will be able to do that. There was one um, spectacular story in um, Monsters Among Us that uh, you gentlemen may remember, and maybe you're planning to bring this up later, but where it an incident happened in a church and I was able to actually track down the minister. It was uh, several years ago. I was able to track down the minister of that church at the time. He wouldn't speak to me, which was sort of telling in itself. But, you know, I was able to locate the church and the minister and all these other things that they had said um, as part of their story. And, uh, And they also signed a statement for the publisher with their names and contact information and the statement that, to the best of their knowledge, all statements of theirs were true and factual. For the sake of our listeners who aren't familiar with that particular account of this transformation, <laughs> for lack of a better word, why yeah. don't you give us why don't you give us a uh, um, sort of an overview of the claim and uh, and then continue with um, some of the supplemental stuff that you were able to dig up? Yeah, this was one where um, it. It was a middle-aged couple that came to me, just salt-of-the-earth people, feel like, you know, your next-door neighbors, like you've known them all your life. And I met with them several times in person. I had my husband come along, too, because of the nature of their claim, which was that they were sitting in the front row in church um, some years ago in, in Illinois, and a woman who was also sitting in the front row, they had sort of a U-shaped pew arrangement, so they were not shoulder to shoulder exactly, but they were looking more directly at her, turned into a full-fledged, old-fashioned style werewolf right in front of their eyes. And it was an average-sized woman, but they said she went, and it was almost an instantaneous transition. It wasn't like the, you know, the snout popping out and the hair coming and the, the fur covering the body and the fangs and everything popping. They said she kind of twisted her neck once. She let out this horrendous, horrendous, otherworldly scream. And then the next thing they knew, they were staring at a wolf, the figure of a wolf with covered with fur. He drew a very great witness sketch of it. And uh, the odd thing was that it, it didn't have paws. It had hoofs. It was a wolf with hoofs. So this was this was the thing. And I mean, something like that, you really have, I felt I really needed to check out. And I did. I, they told me where the church was, but that it had been demolished. And I went and it was able to find that it was indeed there and there were records. Um, I, as I said, I spoke to the minister. Um, there were other details of the story that I was able to uh, find and confirm. 
And then also the fact that they both signed this um, document, which is sort of intimidating when you know it's for a very large publisher and it's part of their legal apparatus. And they didn't even blink about signing it. So I well, really, I believe them very well. How, how soon after the uh, alleged event did they uh, decide to demolish the church? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was very long. I, Probably an hour. Yeah. You know, we're going to get rid of this now, folks. It's just too late. It's going to be too late if we don't do our break. It's Monsters Among Us with Linda Godfrey and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I think when Chris does that voice, he's in the process of turning yeah. to the werewolf. There you go. Or I think of the song Werewolves of London from Warren Zevon. I always oh thought when he wrote that song, he was blasted because it has that kind of lyric. Yeah, but I love it. I love that song. I, I think I found out where Matt Gronick came up with the idea of Homer Simpson going doe because at the end of the song, he's doe! He lets out right. a He lets out a doe! Which sounds just You're like Homer Simpson, but years before, of course. You're totally right. I'll tell you a little interesting aside. 
10 years ago, I bought a new car. It was a Toyota Corolla, a red Toyota Corolla. Now I have a blue Toyota Corolla because that red one was completely totaled three months after I got it while that song was playing on the radio. Somebody came over a hill super fast as I was making a left turn and just T-boned me, basically. Oh, boy, you're lucky. (laughs) I am, and that was the song. Werewolves of London was playing on the radio at that moment. You'll never want to hear that song again. But, you know, it didn't change. No, I I still love the song, you know, and um, I, I still wish I could have gotten a red car, but I needed one right away, and they gave me the blue one instead. So um, the car, I could have, I, I could change that, but song wouldn't change a word ever. Well, red cars get more tickets than any other color car, you know. I've heard that. But they're also safer because you can see them coming on the road more easily. And yes. it was a red car that hit my red car. <laughs> Seriously. I've only had one red car in my life. It was the worst car I ever had. This was a Pontiac Tempest, like the late 60s, early 70s. Oh, I remember those. It was equipped to the nines. It was red with a black interior. And within a 1,000 miles, the transmission started leaking oil and had to be rebuilt. Mm. And But the thing is here, the license plate. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. I've done this since then, and everybody told me not to do it. Chris, Brad Steiger, everything. My license plate for this Pontiac Tempest... 3-M-I-B. <laughs> did you get a lot of weird looks, or did the M-I-B start following you? Well, you know, I think it was a situation where most people didn't know. Yeah, we're going back a few uh, decades. Oh, you're right. It wasn't a big, as well-known. Unless you were a Gray Barker fan, or maybe read some Keel or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, oh, that's cool. Ballet mentioned them, I think, in Messengers of Deception in '79. But still, that's you know, that's where we're you know as far back as Gene's going with this. So, what year of Tempest was it? It was '69 or '70. Okay, so okay, it's not that. It was a lease car. I got it on a two-year lease, and I worked out something with the dealer after a year because the thing was just defective. It yeah. just mm-hmm. had problems. The transmission was the least of it. It was also a rattle trap. So the oh. Pontiac, right? Pontiac. Oh, terrible cars. Pontiacs and Buicks, stay away. Be afraid. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get let's get back to uh, we were talking about this explosion of crypto shows that uh, none of which I've ever seen. By the way, I, I just I maybe watched five minutes of of one and then five minutes of another, and to me they're so hokey, they're so unbelievable. It just I I don't know I don't know I don't see the attraction. They're always hunting something, but they never find anything. Of course, yeah. Where do you come down on these shows? I'm sure you've had some offers to do shows, and 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 you've probably appeared on, you know, as a talking head on many. But these reality shows, to me, are. Do you think that they're helping um, this whole field, or, or do you think they're just generating uh, interest that creates these uh, fanciful stories that just waste your time? Well, I I think that second thought of creating the fanciful stories definitely has grown out of a lot of those shows. And and for sure, there are people who just really want to be on TV and, and would make something up, you know, if they if they thought they could. Yeah, it, it's sort of a mixed blessing. On one hand, they've drawn a lot of attention to the field. On the other hand, the attention hasn't always been the kind that we would want to have. And um, it can get downright silly. And I've probably, I don't know how many I've done, it started almost immediately 25 years ago. Inside Edition came out, and the first sci-fi show, 
there were all kinds of different shows. So I've, I've lost track. I really don't know how many I've been on. It's been it's been a lot. And some some of the best ones, Monster Quest, you know, I think was a very class yeah. class yeah. show. I agree. And That's one of the even of though the few, they never caught the, the animal either. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I was on uh, two full episodes of Monster Quest. One, the first one, um, American Werewolf, was based on my book, Hunting the American Werewolf, and I even had production credit because I did do field production for them. And even though they didn't catch the monster, they tried such an interesting variety of ways and um, were really, I think, very smart about finding the best equipment and if you could do it with technical technical means they should have been able to you know which i think is also an important conclusion to come to that you know maybe we're not going to find these answers with just technology right. you know maybe maybe it's going to take something else and another another approach um sean hannity's america was another one that um they came out they had no technical equipment they just did a basic very quick very truthful um assessment of several episodes or several incidents excuse me and i thought they did a great job it's another one of my favorites you know you don't need all the silly bells and whistles mm. there was another one um probably my least favorite was um james uh you know i'm a real i'm a trekkie and i can't why can't i think of his last name um james or, Doohan was scotty no no i'm thinking of james t kirk Oh, James was, Tiberius Kirk. Yes, William weird. Shatner. William Shatner. It was Shatner's Shatner's weird or what? Oh yeah, those guys. They're too. And that was yeah. It was just so concocted. They had me standing on top of a hill, in front of a white teepee. I don't know why. And inside the teepee, behind me, you could see there was a um, a bed spread with a deer hide spread across it, and. They had um, two other people who were actors pretending to be researchers that they had pretty much quoting almost verbatim out of my uh, one of my books as to um, giving what they thought were leading theories on these creatures. And then they asked me the question, what, um, how, how would I explain what most Native Americans thought? And, what, and I explained some conversations that I had with some Native Americans. And then when they ran it, they put those two guys in as the leading researchers and then they had me and if if i'm totally ignorant by the way and you're one of those people and you really were a leading researcher and i just didn't know you forgive me because i don't know everybody (laughs) but but they were they were using theories that i had put forth in my book anyway so then for me they said and linda godfrey believes and then they cut right into making my making it seem like i only believed exactly what the native americans believe which i kind of do in a way but um I wouldn't say it's the only valid theory that there is. No, well, that's that's Hollywood for you. I mean, I've I've had, um, I think actually, weird or what was a, a Toronto production, Canadian. Um, I did one of their their episodes as well, and they actually did a good job with me. I was right. fortunate, um, but um, yeah, some of the other shows uh, I've heard have just been awful. And I do uh, want to go back and and kind of re state uh, my comment about the monster shows monster quest i thought i've seen several episodes of that and i was i was i mean they really you could tell they were really trying to do a good proper job without they putting uh, undue spin and and stuff i saw the one on the rope and well which i i found very fascinating the uh, the mm-hmm. flying uh, alleged flying reptile in in uh, new guinea uh, and I, I found that very compelling but uh some of these shows are just 
I mean, they'll Franken quote you. They'll 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 have you actually yes. say the exact opposite of what you did, which happened yes. to me in, in two statements that I, with horror, saw myself making on uh, the conspiracy theory, the Jesse Ventura show, oh, where yes. they actually had me say the exact opposite of what I actually did say. And uh, in the, I was said, I, well, I can't confirm that there were two deaths on the Skinwalker Ranch. And they had me saying, I can confirm there's two, there were two deaths on the Skinwalker Ranch. I want to ask about that, Chris, in our next segment, just how okay. they managed to do that. Other than oh, pulling words and phrases out of someone's statement or just taking words and swapping them. The word swappers. That's a new book. The word swappers will yeah, attack you I tomorrow. Like right. We'll patent that one, too. We've got Linda Godfrey, who's writing down all these names and going to call her lawyer <laughs> after we finish. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and healthcare collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a healthcare business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. 
Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury help desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 2004, and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries. Aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, and abdominal aortic aneurysm. If you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. You may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. This is David Cordani, CEO of Cigna. For more than 20 years, Cigna has worked with the March of Dimes to address premature births in the U.S. Premature births cause horrible suffering and cost billions of dollars each year. That's why Cigna is committed to raising funds and awareness through our employees, family, and friends to improve the health of moms and babies. Please join us in supporting the March for Babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, Chris, how do they take can't into can without physically altering the word or substituting a word? Well, when you have an hour and a half interview, you can pick and choose words everywhere. And the secret is to look at the sections where they have uh, a B-roll or some sort of uh, cut-to image going with, with you doing the voiceover, then they can they can manipulate easily, manipulate any sort of languaging. It's obviously much more difficult if they're showing you saying the words, then, then it's obviously much more difficult for, you don't want it to look like a What's Up Tiger Lily or some, you know, badly dubbed Japanese sci-fi movie or something. The other one, I... You know, the other thing that they said was that, yeah, again, I said, I, you know, I think aliens is the least likely answer. And they had me saying uh, aliens are the, the most likely answer or something like that. Oh I, it's goodness. been a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got very, very upset. And, of course, that that made uh, certain uh, individuals within the intelligence community and uh, a famous L.A. reporter and uh, a couple of physicists, one attached to a behavioral modification expert for an alphabet agency. I mean, I got, I had to do a, a couple of weeks of uh, serious damage control over that. And uh, I did mention it on the show here. I was very, very, and of course, they, uh, as a result of the way the uh, series was treated by the network and, uh, of course, uh, Robert Bigelow's possible influence uh, behind the scenes, they uh, canceled their most popular show in the history of the, of the network. Wow. You know, yes. so it does happen. So be very careful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and here's another egregious example. I was on a show talking about the Beast of Bray Road and things that happened on Bray Road, and they took a clip from a colleague of mine, a good a good friend who was talking about a completely different creature in a completely different state and area, and they had him. They cut to him, and he said, "Yeah, people were scre- running, screaming out of the woods." Well. 
people are never running screaming out of the woods on Bray Road. It just doesn't work like that. It's a very different place. And it was a completely different reference, you know, yeah. and, and yet if you were watching it, you'd say, wow, on Bray Road, there's people coming screaming out of the woods. Yeah. And well, anything to sensationalize a particular episode and make it uh, even more compelling. I mean, they, they really, and, and it's, I must say, Linda, it's been getting worse. Yes. Early on, I did Inside Edition, as, uh, as you did in the 90s, early 90s. I think there was a little bit more journalistic integrity yes. uh, back in the 90s. The show Sightings, I felt, uh, yes. really That's tried to right. do a good job with their coverage. A lot of these shows, because there's so much competition now, I think they're trying to one-up each other. And like you said, I mean, it it does increase the amount of interest out there. It makes more people aware of the subject matter. Um, it creates a potential for, for uh, more people looking, more people being potential witnesses. But it also, it creates, like you said, this... Uh, you know, this Andy Warholian, uh, I need my 15 minutes of fame complex that a lot of people yeah. have in this celebrity-obsessed culture that we uh, find ourselves wallowing in. Um, mm -hmm. You know, how many butt Im uh, implants have, have been, uh, it, you know, done by plastic surgeons since uh, Kim Kardashian? I, I mean, you could you could go with many examples of how the the treatment of, of culture by the media and the creation of of stereotypes and, and um, glorifying body parts and other things uh, has has a real impact on people that may be susceptible to that kind of uh, conditioning. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And there's also money. People or the, well, the mistaken perception of money. Um, people who don't really know what the going salaries are for regular cast members on a lot of those reality shows which is not anywhere near what you might think unless you've got a huge golden smash hit for a long time or something no. but i mean it's barely a working year's salary and you know you'd have to leave all your insurance and that kind of thing in most cases no. um and the same with the books no. you know people think well you i i can write a, a book about kraken or something and get a million dollars i hear that all the time people expect <laughs> that if they can just you know, drum up some material somewhere and put together a book and, you know, slap it together on the internet that uh, they're going to get rich. And they look and see, I've written 16, 17 books. And, and they're usually very disappointed when I tell them, at best, I've replaced my one you, of either advanced. two incomes. One was, well, <laughs> yeah, the, the advance is not, you know, they're thinking, oh, you're getting like, you know, a million dollars ahead of time. And it's not, it's, <laughs> What I and I'm not complaining because I went into this with eyes wide open that it was probably not going to be a lucrative field given that it's a limited genre in terms of, of readers. And it's I probably replaced my income teaching art and library two days a week at a tiny little school, which is what I did for a while after I quit the newspaper to write books because I still you know, needed the extra income to to fill the family coffers. Although my husband has always been our main support, and I would not have been able to do what I've done right. without him being a major breadwinner. I have to say that. You know, I'm yeah. not by any means anywhere close to being able to support myself, let alone, you know, a household. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. I mean, uh, back when these subjects were just starting to gain some traction in the uh, early to mid-90s, there were some large advances being uh, uh, thrown about. Stephen Greer, um, I think, got 60000 for a book. I don't think he ever mm -hmm. to deliver to HarperCollins. Uh, there were some examples of that kind of uh, you know old dynamic of 
editors going out on a limb with with projects. Uh, but that's totally changed now. Yes, yeah, and, I've never gotten anywhere near that for an advance. Yes, yeah, Amazon is doing to the publishing business what iTunes uh, has done to the music business, and, yeah. and Spotify, and and uh, well. Napster, you know, 10 years ago. You know, having said that, I mean, there obviously you have a passion for the subject matter. Oh, I do. Yes. Uh, and and that's that's enough of a reward to get to get it out of your system, to get the, this information out there. And I I really can identify with that because that's the only thing that that, mm-hmm. that that and just badgering is the only thing that gets me to really write and produce. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit easier for you, I can tell. <laughs> well, you know, the writing is always hard work. I mean, I, I and I have to trick myself into it sometimes. I'll say, well, I, you know, I have to write a paragraph before I go to bed, and it can be really bad. I don't care. And then usually when I ease my pressure that way, even just for a little temporary thing, it'll start getting a little easier and I'll end up with five pages before I go to that kind of thing. I play little head tricks with myself all the time. Writing any, any uh, author will tell you, um, you know, research is fun. Writing is work. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'll tell you something. I used to write those computer books, you know, the complete idiot's guide to using an iMac or really? something like that. And wow. you had to produce a book of three to 400 pages in six to seven weeks. And I, oh my gosh. It, when you write a book on the paranormal, you can spend years. But yes, yeah. Six to seven weeks. And I had a regimen. Every day I had to do this. And one day I woke up and I was just about to start a new project. And I could not put a single word to paper. This is after 30 books like this. Uh-huh. And I wasn't making a lot of money, although some of my early books earned out, which means it earns mm-hmm. more than the advance and you start getting money. I remember one time. I think I got a royalty one year of one book of like $60,000. And I thought, you know what? If I could do a couple of these a year, <laughs> you know, I'd be in really good shape. A couple of those a year. Hey, <laughs> what, what a difference, man. We got Linda Godfrey and we got Chris O'Brien and we got Gene Steinberg and you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro 1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A dot com. 
My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using a computer or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on Site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on Site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you're having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on Site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer Repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly certified computer repair experts available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. 1-800-591-1682. Did you know that a dirty CPAP system can make you sick? If you knew what could be growing in your mask and hose, you might not sleep so well. But now, SoClean.com has released the world's first and only automated CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. It kills 99.9% of all CPAP germs, and it's completely hands-free. For a limited time, you can try SoClean risk-free for 30 days. Just call 1-800-952-2797. SoClean changed the CPAP experience for the better. My health has improved. It's simple to use, and I'm not worried about infections. SoClean destroys CPAP bacteria, viruses, and germs, and it eliminates the daily hassle of washing your system by hand. There's no water, chemicals, or disassembly. Just pop in your mask, close the lid, and presto, your CPAP system is clean and fresh in minutes. Call SoClean.com to try it risk-free at home for 30 days. This is a limited-time offer, only available by calling 1-800-952-2797. That's 1-800-952-2797. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries, from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. So if you think after writing all those books I'm broke, well, it's because you never get enough. It's like an endless train, and you have to sometimes jump off the train. And this was like in the early aughts, you know, 2005, 2006, just before the Paracast started. And I wasn't getting as many assignments because there weren't as many. And I woke up and said, I've got to find something else to do because I can't handle that anymore. You know, I don't know if I burned out. I just think it was this kind of stuff where I'm doing the same work that requires no creativity, whatever. It's all formula. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Although some of those um, how-to books for dummies and whatever are kind of humorous and funny. I mean, I've enjoyed some of them. I require them because I'm really bad on my own at those things. 
Well, so. one of my friends who comes on another radio show of mine, The Tech Night Out Live, is Bob Levitis. And he writes a lot of the Mac for dummy type titles, you know, like the iPad mm-hmm. for dummies and all this stuff. He writes with a guy named Ed Begg from USA Today, the tech guy over there. So I still keep up with what these guys are doing, but there aren't too many of them. Hmm. We got to really talk about the monsters, though, because people will criticize us. Why are you talking about book writing anyway? We're talking about a book about monsters. Of the monsters you chased to put this book together, which one was the most frightening? The one that maybe would keep you up at night because you had to have the lights on and everything. No night lights. That wouldn't make it either. Yeah, well, you know, that church werewolf was that that was really one of the, the worst and the most startling encounters that I've I've ever come across. You know, just for the just be, you could not disbelieve the witnesses. But there was I have another one in there. Most of them are about dogmen or creatures like that, but there are a few about Bigfoot and it is one of the most, I think, gripping Bigfoot or Sasquatch tales that, that I've heard because it was a young man who, I think, he, he thought he was going to die. He really did. And I, I don't know that I've ever interviewed anybody who had a better close-up look at a Bigfoot that was about to slam, you know, uh, a TV-sized uh, river rock at someone's head from about 10 feet away, as as this gentleman did, and then get chased all the way back to the parking lot on a footpath and have such a close-up look at this thing that he was able to notice details that most people never get to see of the face and the, the way that it had been swum across a river to get to him and its hair was wet and so parted across the side of its head and he could actually see its ear. And he said it was shaped mostly like a human ear, but but kind of small and pointed on the tip not like a dog's is pointed but more like spock you know or or an elf that kind of pointed but uh, but not not big you know just just uh, usually they're hidden under the fur the the rage that it displayed and it was doing this babbling neo language thing at him and there was another he had it, it had companions across the river that were whooping and shouting things and also making this babbling neo language well, where was this report filed from I was, I was just about to say, because you won't believe it, it was in Chicago in the preserves along the um, Des Plaines River, barely a mile east of O'Hare Airport. Wow. What did he do to piss it off so bad? <laughs> well, he, he surprised it, I think. He, he, had been a, um, he had been taking a bike ride, and he sat down to enjoy the sunrise coming over the, the river, and... When he did that, he saw this thing and was observing it, and then he realized he'd sat in a patch of ragweed and had to sneeze. And just startling it was enough, you know, that startling it at such close range, I believe, was, um, you know, what probably did it. And he uh, changed places, and it was looking for him. It found him and then started chasing him. Ugh. It was, and I, I don't find Bigfoots or Sasquatch as terrifying as the dogmen say, or you know some of the other like the Mothman, they seem a lot more friendly and, and uh, they seem emphasis on the word seem friendly and and uh, more easygoing. But I think there are a lot of encounters where people can tell you tell you when you surprise them or rile them up. They can get I, I, I'm one of them. I my my experience it was exactly that. Really. And it was one of the most terrifying things I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, do tell. 
base of Mount Chasta. We were trying to get up on the mountain. We were the first ones up a logging road in the first week of April. We had to dig through some snow banks to get up to the top of the road. The first thing we noticed at the end of the road, there was a cul-de-sac, and right as you were in leaving the logging road and going into the turnaround area, it was a, a stone wheel about two and a half feet tall that looked like something out of the comic BC with a, a hole in the middle. And there was one of those orange construction streamers that had been tied around that and then had been stretched across the road and tied to a, a little sapling, mm-hmm. which we thought was pretty strange. Yeah. We wanted to get up and actually go up on the mountain. So we hiked about an eighth of a mile or so, maybe a little further through the, um, you know, the edge of tree line, basically. We were probably up around 11,000 feet and uh, big, you know, huge uh, firs and cedars. And we broke through to where we thought, you know, we would then be able to just walk the, the, the few hundred yards and then actually start going up because uh, it's very delineated where the volcano actually starts going up. Mm-hmm. The whole base on that southwestern side was um, ringed by a huge, uh, extremely dense hedge of, I'm not sure if it was Madrona or Mountain Huckleberry, but an extremely ancient, tough, little tiny twig you couldn't break. And you couldn't even put, it was so dense, you couldn't even put your your arm into the hedge. And it was, you know, six, seven feet tall um, Mm -hmm. in places, a little shorter in other places. And so we were kind of wandering around, wondering how we're going to get through this thing. We were trying to see if there was an edge, and and we smelled this horrendous human, sk- musky, skunky, nasty smell. And of course, I, I know that smell, buddy. And uh, <laughs> right after I said that, something not more than a hundred feet. It was really hard to tell uh, now. You know, this is back in '79, but something let out the loudest sound I've ever heard a physical living thing make. I've described it as sounding like a cross between an elephant, a mountain, or a um, a lion, and a steam engine, <laughs> an angry wow. steam train. And uh, it, first we heard kind of a questioning sound, then we heard the scream. Like and It was obvious, like, who the hell are you? you know? And it started coming through the hedge at us. Obviously, bipedal, crash, 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 crash. And I don't know what happened the next 20 minutes. The next thing I know, we're halfway down the mountain. My buddy's almost uh, skidding off the, the dirt road off of, you know, hundreds of foot cliff. And I'm wow. punched to get him to stop. And uh, it was the, one of the most terrifying things I've ever experienced. Amazing, actually. What uh, do you think happened during those 20, 20 minutes? I, have I mean, no were idea. you running during that time? Or you yeah. really? I, well, either I blacked time. out just from sheer terror or there's some missing time or something there. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't know either to this day. We still we still just scratch our heads when we think about it. He he remembers he remembers actually getting into the van and taking off. I don't even remember that. All I remember is being all you know a good a good distance down the uh, down the, the the road. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, if uh, people talk about and this is something I tried to discuss at great length in in my my book too, because I haven't seen too many lengthy treatments of it. Is something some people call it the Oz factor. Some people will experience it as a different colored light or um, a somewhat solid mist that stops all electronics and things like that. And these states do often occur in conjunction with a sighting of um, an unknown creature, where your your mind is just sometimes there's missing time. Usually, people will describe it as being enveloped in this kind of wall of silence or 
of, right. a, a zone of fear at all the crickets. You can't hear the crickets and the birds right. anymore. It's all blotted out, that kind of thing. I've had, I've had a few cases where people describe that, uh, just an unearthly, eerie silence. Yeah. Um, you know, I, to be honest with you, I really don't. I don't remember going down through the woods. I don't remember getting in the van. I don't remember taking off and doing the top switchbacks. Um, he remembers getting in the van and driving. And uh, I don't know. It's just one of those one of those just weird events. And it, 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 one of the weirdest events ever in my life. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, Let's I do really, our break. Really say that guys, I guys break, break, break. We got more to come on Monsters, the Weird Ones, with Gene and Chris and Linda. You're in Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. 
people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Okay, so it's monster lore all the time on the Paracast. And I know we have a few questions from listeners, Chris. Maybe dig them up before we go on with Linda Godfrey and say okay. what we can do and what we can chase up. Okay, here's a good one. Uh, do you know of any paranormal type reports? that consists of someone witnessing someone else who was witnessed to or is somehow experientially interacting with the paranormal without that primary witness know that they're being uh, that they're being uh, watched like a, a secondary witness to an event oh, uh-huh. that can I guess confirm uh, what the primary witness is saying I, I think that's where he's going this is a question from Jeff Davis who's uh, been a long time listener of the Paracast yeah um, so like somebody would say well um, you know, a, a, a Bigfoot threw a rock at me at first and first and north in you know downtown Wakahoochee, and the second person writes in and says, you know, I saw a Bigfoot throwing a rock at this person on fourth exactly. and north, first and north in downtown Wakahoochee. Oh, so, okay, um, I have I haven't that I can think of. I mean, there are plenty of times where there's more than one witness, you know, and especially like when there are two people or three people driving in a car at night. That's fairly frequent where something will happen um, it, and it can be a really unusual sighting. Um, not, not that there's anything usual about something running across the road on hind legs when it shouldn't be doing that. But, for instance, I had one story about um, a wolf dog type creature jumping in front of a car, but it was glowing blue, you know, which is something I'd never encountered before. And yet both the husband and the wife saw it. And uh, I talk at some length in the book, too, about hallucinations, the nature of hallucinations and shared hallucinations, which um, aren't really supposed to exist, because if you can have a shared hallucination, then you're also arguing for, uh, which a lot of skeptics like to use as an answer, um, you're also arguing for some form of telepathy, which most skeptics will also deny. So... um, <laughs> you know, it can it can get very confusing, but I have not had unrelated people witnesses, yeah, wit- witnessing something that is happening to someone else. You know, at the same moment. Yeah, I, w- I would think in this particular realm of investigation and research, 
that would be fairly infrequent if if ever because these events tend to happen in isolated areas to individuals uh who are by themselves or maybe with somebody else uh, possibly two people um even more than two or three people witnessing something i think in your realm is is fairly uh, fairly rare Where, right. whereas in ufo investigations i've had plenty of cases where i get a call from somebody that says you won't believe what just flew over my house and five minutes later you'll get somebody else who's you know a few miles down the road and say you won't believe what just flew over my house uh, i've had a number of those yeah and it is different i think with the ufos um you know there are more sightings of them people are maybe more familiar with with uh, maybe when something should be a ufo and i'm not sure there is loathe to report them um i do you have this other aspect of the um unreported incidents where i still feel that even with all of the explosions of shows there is still a huge majority that are never reported to anyone so um what are the odds that if you have two people one is the experiencer one is the witness from afar that both of them are going to fall into that camp of people that yes we we would report it you know that greatly reduces your odds. It, it could happen more frequently than we know, but um, it, unless they both report it, going against the odds, each of them, right. then we're not going to know. Yeah. Well, the, you know, a good example would be the um, the church case where the couple witnessed a transformation um, in front of them. Do you know, did they mention anybody else being able to see this? Was it something, it, it was exclusively yes. for just the two of them? Did anybody well, else in the congregation react? Or? Yes, and may, well, maybe this would be an example. I hadn't thought of that. But um, yeah, the, uh, the, the thing rose up just as the, and, and the pastor happened to be right there and stuck his Bible at it and, and, uh, you know, gave it sort of a, a command, biblical-style command, which sort of stopped it in its tracks. That sounds and, almost like the Constantine TV show, where John yeah. Constantine, this rumpled Great Britain-type character, he gets in there and he says some kind of incantation, and the monster goes away. Yeah, this Well, this wasn't an incantation, and the monster didn't go away. It just kind of stopped it momentarily. It just said something like... Um, Satan, you have no authority here, was, I believe, what, what he said. And because of the point in the church service, there was a group of uh, elders right up there at the same time, and they tackled it, took it down on a bench, it turned back into the woman, and then they carted, carted her away. There's there's still more to it than that. But um, other people, they knew other people saw it, but there was sort of this, um, it, was, it was a very small kind of conservative congregation, that they didn't talk about things, you know, and the um, the husband and wife said that they would kind of ask people and they'd say, oh, well, did something happen? Something happened, but I don't want to talk about it, was was sort of the culture that was yeah. there. And there there were lots of other things that happened. There were, following this, there were poltergeist, in, very scary poltergeist inter- incidents within the church building itself and um, other things happening. The woman was taken somewhere um, for werewolf rehab or what? I don't know. But they could never. Werewolf rehab? <laughs> I just made that up. I just yeah. made that up. It's a oh, joke. Yeah. Shave that woman. <laughs> but, but, um, you know, and again, everything. It sounds like what they're doing at the Republican convention where they're saying they should just string up a Hillary Clinton. String her up. Arrest her. 
Well, I'm sure there will be an equally vociferous crowd at the next one, too. They all tend to do the same thing. But, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't even really like that. It was, um, can't talk about this, you know. And that's what the, when I, I talked to the minister, he said, we don't talk about things that happened in our private service. And I hadn't even asked him anything really specific, you know. I just said I'd like to talk about something that happened um, in your congregation back in such and such a place. And he just closed up like a, you know, stone fortress, and that was that. Well, then it, it could have been, you know, someone that just had a really bad morning. Maybe their husband really got him, you know, angry about something, about the family dog, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you just well, I never know. know. I mean, you know, in some of this stuff, too, um, it just smacks of um, the shape-shifting aspect of it really fascinates me. Um, right, right. Because uh, it's much more like a shape-shifter, you yeah. know, like the, like a Navajo shape-shifter or um, a, a Druid-type transformation than, mm-hmm. than, you know, Jack Nicholson, Lon Chaney, Hollywood-type corpuscle for corpuscle physical change. It's very, very different. Yeah, yeah. Shape shifting is a fascinating subject, and uh, having a, a real fascination for the trickster archetype, I was very amazed to find that, that almost every one of these um, trickster types around the world all can shape shift, which mm-hmm. uh, I found universal. the commonality is very interesting. Well, I think of shape shifting the TV show True Blood, where someone is going to become a wolf, either because they're a shapeshifter or a werewolf, they wouldn't become like the Hollywood version, the original Hollywood version of a wolf, where it was a guy with grisly face and hair and mm-hmm. and claws and everything. It was a real wolf. Yeah, and that's more what they said this was. And that when it went away, um, it was just instantaneous. The fur was gone. She was back. Her clothing was all intact. You know, it wasn't like she had to swell up and rip out of her clothing or anything. It was just more like something that came over her and was part of her yet covered her. And then when it was done, it was gone. She was back as she was. Yeah. It sounds like she definitely didn't like the sermon. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, it, it evidently clashed with, with uh, something inside her. Yeah, that's mm. okay. Well, here's another another question from Jeff Davis, paranormal adept, who's uh, been a member of the Paracast now for four years and one month and one day. Check that out. Um, and remember, we're doing this show a couple of days before it's broadcast, okay. so now it's so one month, five days. How's that? Okay. Do you think that any of the individual paranormal imagery that the reporting witnesses convey exists independent? Of those witnesses. In other words, are these real independent creatures that exist exactly as they appear to the witness? Before we have that answer, I'm going to put you in cliffhanger mode here. Okay, because it's going to be like a reality TV show. Next week, you will get the answer to that. Or is it really the ghost of Lon Chaney Jr. who caused all this? The book is Monsters Among Us. The author is Linda Godfrey. And we got a lot more to come and more listener questions with Gene and Chris and Linda. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. Are you worried about how dangerous the world has become? In these days of terrorist attacks, natural disasters, or even a future collapse, you need to be medically prepared to keep your family safe. I'm Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net, where you'll find an entire line of uniquely designed medical kits and supplies for when help is not on the way. For everything from individual first aid kits to the ultimate family medical bag, go to store.doomandbloom.net today. That's store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Well, that's Linda Lagosi. <laughs> that's enough of that stuff. Let's get back to our stories. Chris, you asked a question. Linda, do you need the question asked again, or are you ready? Well, I, th- I think what he was asking was, um, you know, whether perhaps all of these manifestations are projections from our human consciousness, or are they something that someone else would see? You know, and I do think the idea of the shared hallucinations um, being pretty much impossible unless you believe in a whole host of other psi factors um, speaks to that very well. But, you know, then you start going down that wormhole of... Um, that everybody's talking about these days, which is quantum physics and mechanics and the idea of people sort of creating their own reality. Um, If those things are true, well, then we're sort of creating everything. Um, Now, the the interesting thing is that some of these theories that are coming up and they, they continue to advance and be proven in small ways really lead you to the, this very conclusion, you know, that we participate in our universe in a much, to a much greater degree than, than we would expect. We tend to view ourselves as these little, you know, meat shells um, walking around with stuff happening to us, but um, not according to many of the latest phys- uh, physics, 
formulas that are beginning to take consciousness into account as part of their form, which is gets really tricky. And I, I believe that the physicists are very divided on this. Some won't touch it because it's too ooky spooky. Others are saying, yeah, we need to go here because that's where they're leading. But for instance, um, one of my favorites is the many interacting worlds. Uh, there's a quantum physicist. His name is Howard Wiseman. And it's probably a couple of years old by now even because these things are moving very quickly. He's one who believes that there are many intersecting worlds and that they're almost what you call ghost universes because the same way that we expect, if we see a ghost, it seems like it's interacting with us right in our own own world. We don't think it's off somewhere in some faraway dimension. It's right there. And this is how we would be perceiving many of, the, of these things that aren't ordinarily visible to us. They can interact, and it's been proven they can interact under certain conditions in a minute way, in, in a mini scale, a micro scale. They haven't been able to prove the macro scale that would be needed for us to see something as large as, say, a Bigfoot or whatever. But um, the other interesting aspect of this formula was that it predicted these worlds would be as real as ours, but older, which is interesting because um, it's a lot like what... Native American people that I have interviewed personally from several different tribes have told us these creatures are here. They can also be in their other world. They're older than us. They're as real as us when they're here. But when they're, you know, it really sounds like an iteration of Dr. Wiseman's amazing theory, which I don't even pretend to understand. I'm hopeless at math and I do not get physics. But um, I'll believe it when all these very intelligent people tell me that they are creating equations and discovering equations that predict and almost demand all of these factors that people who say, I don't believe anything more than I can see, taste, smell, or hear. And I hear that from people very frequently. I have a number of relatives, for instance, who have said that not too long ago. You know, it's it's just counteracting that very materialist view. Right. Well, just hope, hopefully one day they'll smell a Bigfoot, and, and it's something you don't forget. That's right. That's right. I, I've had that experience several times. Yeah, it's beyond it's, foul. But it's so different, you know. It's yeah. just, it's a very unique, um, I think we talked last time I was on about that time that I had a um, 35-foot long tree limb snapped off in two motions right in front of me in the, in the Kettle Moraine. Right. And went Went, went back and the whole place just reeked of this smell down by this tree where, where it had happened. And you can't forget, it's like skunkish, but not skunk. It's like a human skunk. That That's how I've yeah. described it many yeah. times. Yeah, it's like uh, mixed with skunk. And there's also sort of an odor of sweet grass sometimes with it mixed in, which makes it just really odd. A couple of months ago, my colleague Sanjay Singhal and I were checking out a trail we hadn't been on before, and I found it tree that just looked like it would be something really good for big things to hide in and I walked off the trail a second and looked around behind it and I was finding some what looked like little hair stuck in the bark and that kind of thing and all of a sudden this most overwhelming I call it sense sliming because it's like something just slimed my whole head you know it was like in my mouth and in my nose and breathing it that same exact smell and I just kind of bent over and started gagging and then Sanjay, who was standing about 10 feet away from me on the trail, 
it reached him. And then he did the same thing. And he actually felt worse. We had to leave. He really felt sick from it. So I'm not even sure that's their actual bodily smell, but perhaps something they can project in a way. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Wow, I, I never never thought about that. I always thought that they, you know, just had a they'd gone with, without a shower and were able. It's almost like like something being sprayed. I think you're right. Yeah, there is an aspect of that, almost like a skunk skunk spraying. That's the only thing that I can equate it to as a comparison. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and hence the name skunk ape. You know, I mean that's right. One of the reasons why I think the southern versions uh, have gained that name because they're supposed to be especially foul, living in you know in a human environment. Of course, uh, olfactory stuff tends to be a little bit more um, powerful, I think, or, or impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, when it rains here, I have um, a rug that a stray cat got in and, and pissed all over one corner of the rug, which I scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed. And, and normally in this dry environment. You don't smell anything, but as soon as it rains outside, I get a slight, I can get a slight whiff of that. And then we're talking something four or five years ago that happened. Yeah. So anyway, uh, moving along here, um, I, I do want to ask uh, a couple more questions here from our, our listeners. This is kind of gets into, a, a, as he calls it, the single causal paranormal toe or, or theory of everything. He's wondering, in your estimation, considering all the research that you've done, do you lean towards a single causal phenomenon or theory of everything for the types of experiences that you relate in your books? This, in essence, probably being either a single aspect of our natural environment or of which two or more independent beings, monster and human, interact briefly. Or do you think that possibly a single aspect of ourselves, consciousness, allows for or is directly responsible for an interactive quasi-dimension of reality known as the experiential paranormal. So this is kind of on you know, along the lines of what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you think that a person is interacting with something that is purely physical, or do you think, and if so, which types of cases? Do you think there's differences between types of phenomenon, or do you think we're dealing with something that is fairly consistent in terms of its interaction with, with consciousness? Well, there have been a number of researchers lately, and I, I tend to uh, concur that all of these different things, the Mothman, the Bigfoot, the, the Wolfman, the sea creatures, are manifestations of a global or sort of everywhere consciousness that is other than our own separate differentiated. So, so you're saying there is a connection somehow between... Well, between- somehow, yeah, somehow this other, this other global consciousness... Um, some people think of it as maybe the mind of the Earth Mother. I've, I've heard it put that way. Gaia's Gaia's mind, or the the Earth, the the Great Earth Spirit. It is something that um, you know is everywhere, but it can interact with the human mind to either help us project something or to project itself into a form that it finds in our own minds. And I have actually a pretty good experience to to justify that, which is. Um, when I was uh, working on, I, I did the uh, co-authored the Weird Wisconsin and, and authored the Weird Michigan books for the Barnes and Noble Weird U.S. series, and I had to find a certain number of really haunted places. And I found this this one place in Michigan where I just it was Manistee, Michigan. I went into town and asked the local historian, who happened just to have a little shop on Main Street, um, where was a good haunted place. Let's find out the answer in our next segment. Where is that haunted place? Tell me. With Linda and Gene and Chris, you're in. The Paracast. 
the award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. This is a warning to all household pests, to all cockroaches, spiders, ants, rodents, and other pests. If you've just made yourself at home in someone else's home, you'd better hope the owners never hear about Terminix. Because Terminix has the know-how and the means to do whatever it takes to remove you from that home. Terminix has over 85 years of experience exterminating invaders like you. And right now, they're making it easier than ever for homes to be protected by offering a free pest estimate to every caller at 1-800-676-1468. Cockroaches, spiders, ants, rodents, and other pests. This is your eviction notice. With one call, Terminix will remove you from the home you've invaded. If you think you can simply come back later, think again. Terminix will protect that home with a 100% satisfaction money-back guarantee so you can never return. Warning, homeowners are calling Terminix right now for a free pest estimate at 1-800-676-1468. 1-800-676-1468. Limitations apply. See plan for details. Attention backpackers, on a budget, why spend $80 to $300 to pump clean survival water? Introducing the Viva Water Pump Kit from Viva Outdoor Products. Super easy to use and super lightweight at only 6.5 ounces, the Viva Water Pump Kit provides high flow rate at 1 ounce per stroke, can be one hand pumped, and is dependable and affordable at only $24.99, filter not included. Get your Viva Water Pump Kit at viba-odp.com from Viva Outdoor Products. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. 
Would you like to receive $250 to $1,000 cash per day? Go to richmoneyrich.com. No website, no selling, no explaining. Just take these simple two steps and go to richmoneyrich.com. You can be generating cash in the next 24 hours simply using this system. Good news is it runs on 100% autopilot and you don't need any experience to get started. It's easy. Get your share of riches and go to richmoneyrich.com. That's richmoneyrich.com. Go now. Brought to you by the conservative investor. Current returns not indicative of future results. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us and other books, tell the Paracast listeners, what did this person tell you when you asked about a haunted place? Well, he pointed me down the street to an old brick building that had been built by a German family. Supposedly, uh, several of the members had died, and they had a, a bar in the lower level in the olden days, and then they had apartments upstairs. And there was a teenage member of that family that was supposed to have died from diphtheria or something and still lived in the basement. His name was William, so they called him Basement Billy. Now, I never heard of Basement Billy. I had nothing in my mind about it. They didn't know I was coming. It was just, you know, a, a lark. So there was no preparation or setup for it. And the owner of the building, the present owner, took me down to the basement where he was supposed to live, although he was also seen in his period costume, sometimes wandering around the parking lot up outside on the street. And that basement had nothing in it. It was a dirt floor basement empty there was a one light bulb way at the end of it and one right behind us and i had to turn off the lights so we could stand in pitch black to see if basement billy would appear because i had to do something you know for to to um research it for the book well he did i much to my wondering eye should appear this sphere and it just it came out of nowhere it was a low basement so it couldn't have been more than seven feet off the floor maybe 10 feet away from me it's about the size of a basketball um, glowing but not emitting light to light anything up and I saw it and I couldn't believe it it felt to me like it was sentient like it was interested or something I couldn't believe it I blinked I looked away it was still there and I had my camera in my hands and I was too amazed to by the time I realized my camera was there then it started fading away and the woman who was with me, the owner of the building, also saw Basement Billy. But she saw the young man completely dressed in the period clothing, and we were both gasping for having seen it at such close range. But I'm thinking, because in her mind, her consciousness, living there and knowing the story, she had a preformed picture in her head of what he looked like, that somehow whatever that electromagnetic energy was, and I don't know that it was actually any spirit of, of a young man who died there, but it was some form of electromagnetic energy, was able to project itself to conform to what she knew. And because I had just walked in, I had no clue as to what Basement Billy looked like or anything. I just saw the pure energy form. So Why do you think it was electromagnetic in nature? Well, because just in general, in our world, you have electricity and magnetism working as general forces when you have these unexplained lights. And they're so often related to geological formations and things that would create electromagnetic waves. So it's my general assumption, and it may not be right. But whatever the energy was, 
it was able to interact with each of us according to our own pre-held conception. So there's a classic example of consciousness putting the details on what may at the core be an un- unusual event, but the actual details and the appearance of that is is will vary between witnesses. Right. So I think, personally, that's always been something that seemed as if it could be a likely theory of everything, if, if uh, you can explain all the different creatures that way, and the difference in appearance between ghost, quote-unquote, ghost manifestations, that, that's as close as I've been able to come. Okay. But I still, it still doesn't throw out the other worlds, you know, because we don't know, maybe these energies are coming from other worlds. You know, maybe they're not an emanation of the Earth, maybe they're something that's coming through an opening from somewhere else. That's what we really don't know. You see, one of the things I see when we talk about this, and Chris and I have been talking about alternate realities and things like that, when you go to a so-called quote-unquote mainstream scientist and you say, hey there, you know, we're looking into strange creatures, and you start giving them the multiverse, and you start giving them the portals, and the other realities, they look at you, their eyes glaze over, and they say, what the heck is that? So how do you sell it to them, or can you? To the physicists or to, to the, the yeah, to the mainstream scientists the mainstream, oh. you know in terms of a physicist they can say multiverse all that stuff but that's a theory we're giving them reality okay we got the creatures here and they might be from right. there right right and from what i understand you know from what i've read and different interviews i've seen and things like that um some of that glazed look is purposeful. They just do not want to discuss it because it gets them in hot water with their own colleagues and affects papers they can publish and that kind of thing because um, some of them are not up to par with, with uh, say, Dr. Wiseman or, or other people. You know, and, and each of them has their own little um, leading edge that they're trying to explore and discover. Maybe they don't always want to affirm other people's... You know, there are lots of different human reasons for that. Um, but I, I, I think that it probably, as these other theories become better and better known, I'm, I'm hoping that may change a little bit. The harder part is bringing it out and not having your average reader glaze over because you say the word quantum mechanics and then they go, oh my God, I failed physics in high school. Oh, shut off. You know, that's not possible. They're just making this up. Um. And, you know, I talk about portals quite a bit in the book. And, in fact, that was going to be the original title, except then the creature encounter sort of took over, so we changed it. But, um, you know, as as far as the portals go, I, I do make the point that it seems likely, given the number of mathematical formulas that predict something like a portal might truly be possible and is actually demanded in some cases, um, should be a, a pretty good persuasive point to people, but they, you know, they still don't really see that, you know. And and the the other thing is that, okay, let's say there is such a thing as a portal. At this time, we have no experimental way or even experiential way of finding out which of those theories is it many interacting worlds? Is it a bubble universe? Is it uh, some, you know, is it some ghost? universe right next to ours what is it just our minds we don't know um so a few people have claimed to have walked into something like a portal or seen into one but um it's not anything i i believe um you know i think they're unverified 
and we just don't have a way of sending somebody in. And, you know, remember that Twilight Zone, A Little Girl Lost, where the dad went halfway into the portal to save his little girl who'd fallen into it, and only because um, this wise scientist was holding onto his legs was he able to be pulled back out of it. We don't know if that's what would happen. Um, and so we, we, we just don't have the evidence to tell. You know, there was a British TV series, Primeval, that was on, I guess, from yeah. 2007 to 2011. There was a version made in Canada and a version made in the UK. And in both cases, what happened here is you'd have these portals. You'd see these portals show up right. in the middle of a city in the UK. And out of it would come some kind of prehistoric creature. And of course... None of it made any sense. You go in there and you fight off the prehistoric creature, then return. Or they close up. That that was all time-based, though, wasn't it, Gene? It was time-based mostly, although I got the impression it was also reality-based. Not just another time, but another place. We've got more to come. With Gene and Chris and Linda Godfrey not going into a dimensional portal. At least not yet. You're in the Burgers. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are you retired or facing retirement and you're afraid your income is going to be less than you'd like? I'm Pharmacist Keith, Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and I want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current schedule, creating extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can 
can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury Help Desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 2004, and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries. Aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, and abdominal aortic aneurysm. If you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. You may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. Hi, this is James Fox from Chasing UFOs. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Dimensional portal commentaries. Uh, I like this subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think I've found one. I, in fact, I, I would be willing to bet that um, the average person, if they visited this place just a handful of times would experience something unusual and it's very location specific. Tell me where. Let's go. Let's mount an expedition. I took Rosemary there and Guiley and we both had had a shared experience which I've mentioned on the show a number of times. Oh yes, of course Rosemary will be back from the other reality in 2,000 years. (laughs) Well, it wasn't anything like that. It's just a place where uh, there's a doorway and and it seems to be an entrance and exit point for a lot of different things. I want to go I'm going to see seem- her next month. I'll ask her about it. Yeah. Well, she, you know, I, what a perfect person to have as, 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 as a witness, you know. Yeah. Can't be. Because <laughs> we talk about someone that's been there and done that and, and seen a lot of stuff. Yeah. After we had our little kind of shared experience and then. We went back to the house where we were staying, and, and you know, during the conversation, she made the comment, "Well, I hope it didn't follow us here." And a plant oh. jumped off the windowsill into the you know, <gasps> two feet out into the room, and boom, on oh, the wow. floor. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. What did it uh, look like, though? Can you tell us what it looked like? Well, you know, it was one of those things where it wasn't really fully visible. Um, it was more of a a presence in the atmosphere it was shimmering it came right up right in our faces and then another one it was a smaller one went around us our feet or around our ankles uh and curved around us to behind and kind of it appeared to go behind us i think wow. but we both just stood there frozen and then kind of looked at each other sideways and said simultaneously i think it's time to leave <laughs> wow so but you didn't see into it like it didn't it was um, about five to six feet tall. Um, 
it seemed almost humanoid in terms like of, of proportion. But it was it wasn't uh, really visible. It was more like an energy form mm -hmm. that we both um, were able to. I, I think anybody that had been standing there would have been able to detect it. It wasn't something that was you know only detected psychically, or there was something of physicality to it. Um, it was almost like something with a faulty cloaking device uh, would be one way to describe it. There was a, it was at like night. But th th there was definitely shimmering. Um, there was some sort of, of kind of a silvery, whitish reflection coming off of it, uh, and it came across the uh, the expanse where we were standing. Um, it just it, it rushed at us, and it was there in a second, uh, two seconds. It went. At least a hundred feet, maybe seventy-five feet, and was almost instantly right there in our faces. Now, normally, when I enter into this particular location, I sit down, clear my mind of thoughts, kind of introduce myself. I work my way into the the location. We just went in there like bulls in a china shop, you know. I mean, I mean, not, you know, we weren't yelling and, and laughing and screaming, mm -hmm. but we just walked right in. And, and normally, especially at night, I don't do that. Um, I take my time. I ease myself into the situation. And I've never, I've never had something confrontational, uh, shall we say, or, or confronting me um, like I did the night that I went in there with Rosemary. And, uh, you know, it was fairly near where I lived for 13 years. And, um, you know, I, I did go in there on a number of occasions and, and, um, and have experiences, but they were much more benign. Um, they seemed to be interested almost you know interested in the fact that we were there but not like who the hell are you <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what are you doing here that was the feeling that i that i got and i think i think i can say fairly assuredly that, that rosemary got this, the same exact impression and we both compared notes later and she experienced pretty much exactly what i experienced that's fascinating yeah you should talk to her about it it's the yeah, uh i will in the Baca Grande uh, subdivision where I lived in Colorado. Um, oh, it was, okay. And then and the plant jumping off the windowsill, that was the capper. Oh, wow. Yeah. that I bet you both just jumped like eight, higher than the, the plant did. No, we just looked at each other and went, oh, no. <laughs> and the owners of the house, uh, the wife was not very happy about it. Oh, I imagine She made that. me do a complete cleansing of the house before we left. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those uh, clum clumsy peer psychologists they had it again well yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just one of those things you know where i just i went out of my my yeah. carefully established protocols that i had for the place for several years for a number of years oh well wow. there's a little something to be i think there's a lesson there for the listeners if you do know of a place that has a reputation whether it's a haunted site or whether it's some sort of portal-esque type um, location I think it would be advisable to ease into the location as opposed to just storming in. I, mm -hmm. I think that uh, unless that's what that's the kind of um, reaction that you want to elicit from whatever is there. <laughs> I have a crazy comment or question here. Does the belief that some place may be a portal does that belief influence the potential reality? According to quantum mechanics, it does. Yeah. Because, you, I mean, the way that works is that in the, the microcosm, you take two little particles that are, and I mean little like pieces of an atom, different particles, and you mingle them physically, and then you separate them. And no matter how far separated they are, they will always 
react as if they were still connected to each other. As David Bohm and uh, supported by the the Bell's theorem. Yes, yeah, and so it's this. It's the thing, and the thing is that if they, they further went on and conducted experiments to show that um, one result or another one would happen, and they, and this is complete fact. It's not just theory. They discovered that human observation and human thought determined um, the, these particles are actually little waves and what determines the final outcome is if they sort of collapse into a final form and I mean this can get very complicated I'm just giving you well, like you're, you're mixing uh, you're mixing theories and I, am mix, I am mixing theories a little bit yes you're right you're right yeah, but, you're talking but, about but the, I, the Copenhagen I, interpretation Heisenberg well I which Bell's uh, the Bell's theorem and, and David Bohm earlier yes. um, it came up with the same math but Bohm's theory of uh, a causality or, or non non uh, uh, non local sort of uh, you know what I think Einstein referred to as spooky action at a distance. Um, right, which was instead a of an indeterminacy of a particle or wave, only a particle if you're observing it. Uh, Bohm said, "Well, that's not that's not correct. Um, it's actually it's actually instantaneous uh, effect." Um, of particles that have some sort of relationship. As soon as you do one something to one, it affects all particles. The other, right. Yeah. So right. It's, exactly. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's a much better explanation. I was just trying to jump jump over it to get to the place where um, the upshot is that it lead it can lead to a belief that our observation of things allows them to be or causes them to collapse into whatever form they're going to take right so, well yeah, yeah yeah it causes change to put it crudely to put it yeah, yeah. it causes change in other words uh in other words the very act of, of observing a process changes it exactly yeah, yeah. so uh, you know but i mean again it's even the the best physicists don't still fully understand it so no. you know i'm sure i'll be long gone be, before they do but it, I just love to read about it. It's just fascinating. To me, that it just makes everything um, magical. Well, yeah, and, and science is slowly validating things that uh, mm -hmm. shamans and, and um, adepts uh, for centuries, millennia, have, have always kind of had a, uh, I think, a, a more of a, a subcultural theory about. But these subcultural beliefs and theories are, are slowly being validated by science. Which yes. leads me to a really good question from uh, Kenneth Karras, who's also been a listener and poster at forum.theparacast.com, our question bank, can ask questions. And we'll break and get the question on the other side. So this will be our final segment coming up. We're talking about monsters and portals and other realities and getting lost somewhere in a place you didn't expect, maybe? Hmm. Linda Godfrey with Gene and Chris are in. The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, 
all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Would you like to receive $250 to $1,000 cash per day? Go to richmoneyrich.com. No website, no selling, no explaining. Just take these simple two steps and go to richmoneyrich.com. You can be generating cash in the next 24 hours simply using this system. Good news is it runs on 100% autopilot and you don't need any experience to get started. It's easy. Get your share of riches and go to richmoneyrich.com. That's richmoneyrich.com. Go now. Brought to you by the conservative investor. Current returns not indicative of future results. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Would you like to receive $250 to $1,000 cash per day? Go to richmoneyrich.com. No website, no selling, no explaining. Just take these simple two steps and go to richmoneyrich.com. You can be generating cash in the next 24 hours simply using this system. Good news is it runs on 100% autopilot and you don't need any experience to get started. It's easy. Get your share of riches and go to richmoneyrich.com. That's richmoneyrich.com. Go now. Brought to you by the conservative investor. Current returns not indicative of future results. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yeah. 
So we're on our final segment with Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us. I think one of the most fun-filled sessions we've ever had with her. Chris, you had a question coming up from a listener. Well, here you go. This is the uh, the $64 million question. Linda, do you agree that we look at these phenomena like a cat looking at an iPhone? In other words, will we never understand them? I think what he meant to say is, will we ever understand them? You know, we have such a higher understanding of technology and the universe and all of these things just from the past several hundred years, although, I mean, that's unless there were ancient aliens, of course. But, but I mean, in our own civilization, we've progressed so much that it's, you know, as, as we go into computers being quantum computers and having powers hitherto undreamed of, I really think that there's a good chance we're going to get to this level of understanding that, you know, you and I wouldn't even be able to conceive of right now. I wish that I were younger to be able to live and see all that. You know, I wish I were maybe 20 right now. That would be great. And I, I mean, there's no way of predicting it, but when you consider how fast the information is uh, moving just exponentially, um, I I think it's possible, you know. Um, So so the more, the more we know, the more we don't know uh, is, is you know because of technology and the data derived from the technology you're saying that the, that will overwhelm the mystery at some point well i mean that's exactly how i feel right now the more i know the more i know i don't know but um and i and i don't i mean i am a christian i don't believe that we're going to in this earth's technology understand god say or all of his mysteries but I think that we will understand a lot more of it. At, wait at a minute, some God, his, his. Wait, wait a minute, you're getting all uh, gender specific here. What's up with that? His, What's wrong with the goddess? I'm, <laughs> I'm using his in the general sense of humankind, okay. as it's uh, just, often, often used. His, her. Just checking. His, her, all-encompassing. Yeah, I don't think God can be pinned down to a gender of any type. So I foresee just incredible advances, but I... You know, who knows if we'll be able to uh, live long enough as a civilization or or what will happen. <laughs> yeah, the next four years are going to be really interesting. <laughs> That's for sure. Yep. So, <laughs> I mean, even in five, to think we're going to, uh, some of the space things that are happening now that it's getting into, out of the hands of completely government control to some of these private space agencies that are thinking much differently about sending contacts and people here and there that, that NASA's kind of given up on, I see great hope there because every time we send anything out, we learn so much more. Yeah. Well, not to mention uh, China and India and other countries are yes, getting right. into the fray, some, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. It's a much more global um, project. Yeah. What have we not covered that you'd like to, uh, to cover about uh, this current uh, book and also some of the uh, projects that you have coming up? Well, one thing that I thought was, was very interesting that kind of kept recurring in my research that I had not been so aware of before was um, just the, these general forms of things that look like mists. And maybe it's a, I don't know if it's a little bit like what you and Rosemary experienced, um, but um, I've got pictures of them um, that have come from trail cams where there was a carcass lying on the ground and then this mist comes and covers it for half an hour, 30 frames or so. And then when the mist lifts, the carcass is gone. 
there are instances where people have experienced these mists coming over them. I've got um, one rather lengthy experience from a sheriff's deputy from another county who was sitting in a squad car near a marsh, and he saw this sort of faintly green-colored rolling mist all of a sudden coming over the marsh toward him. You know, he's just looking at it, and it keeps coming and coming, and when it hits his car, all of his squad electronics go out, the computer's gone, the radio, everything. that He'd been, he'd just been parking there to catch up on his record-keeping. When he checked his watch, he realized that there had been a bit of a time loss as well. And when the thing passed over the squad car, and then everything came back on, and it made a right angle turn, which rolling mists don't generally do, and headed up a path that went into a woods that's known locally as the Haunted Woods. And he actually experienced this a second time at a different marshy and and lake location in that same area. Um, And I've had numerous other people report these these mist-like things. So um, that's that's something that I found really interesting, and I, I think I will probably uh, continue to pursue that line of, of inquiry because um, they, they seem, again, to have that sort of sentience about them, that they're aware somebody's there, they want to go over and, ex- and experience it or see what it is, and then they, they leave, and you are left with effects like missing time, and um, just odd electromagnetic effects on, on your equipment, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, and, and sometimes mutilations of carcasses are involved. Um, there's also a recurring theme through the book. I started with it, and I end with it, too, of um, a hayfield in southeastern Wisconsin where I've been assisting the property owner for over two years now in trying to help figure out what is mutilating animal carcasses on his property. And oh, uh, do, do, uh, what kind of animals? Well, everything from just like roadkill raccoon and badger to um, deer mostly. I think he got up to 17 carcasses and, and uh, we were strategically So, so they're placed- found dead and then subsequently they're mysteriously disfigured? Is that... Well, yeah, he was picking them up in uh, Illinois where he lived, transporting them in his truck to his property in Wisconsin, and then purposely placing them at a certain place where he'd observed this in just some... Um, he, he started out with one road-killed raccoon that he just found and kind of throwed through there um, into the tree line, and then he came back and found that something had unzipped it from its neck down to... The, the bottom part was like lying on its back, removed the contents, set them all neatly aside in one package, which no small animal no. does. No, was, that would be that would be lunch or dinner. <laughs> exactly. It was just like a surgeon had put his hands in and you've seen them lift a heart out of everything and perfect. Everything was perfect. And he came back 40 minutes later and the entire piece of interior um, raccoon was, again, picked up in one piece and taken somewhere else. There were no little bits and scraps around. And he's thinking, huh, what did that? You know. And so he tried a badger, and then he, tr- he managed to find a um, 60-pound deer. And the first time he put the deer out and put up the trail cams, that's when he got that mist and realized he was dealing with something 
the mist would show up on, it actually showed up on two different cameras. So I know it wasn't a malfact, malfunctioning camera. That, and that was about when he called me in to help him out. But what he discovered was there were large canine prints. Whatever it was, took the carcass, lifted it over a barbed wire fence, and ran off through a field with it. Wow. Oh, my. i got to compare notes with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. So, And that's in the Monsters Among Us book. Linda Godfrey, tell our listeners where they can find more of what you do. It's all at lindagodfrey.com. Um, it's my WordPress blog and pages on uh, beast questions and blog uh, encounters, things like that. Everything's right there at lindagodfrey.com, my book list, whatever you want to know. If you want to find us, go to Twitter. If you're into Twitter, we have a place called The Powercast. But understand, although we check the Twitter account all day long, we really don't have a lot of action there. We don't really push it. We'd rather that you check us out on Facebook. And you know why? Look for two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. And we have a second radio show. It's called After the Paracast, which is a show wrap-up. It could be discussions about things that have nothing to do with the main episode of the Paracast. Sometimes special interviews, like last week we had Nick Pope, the former Ministry of Defense official from the UK, who was talking about his take on conspiracy theories, a unique interview. To learn more about the Paracast Plus, go to plus.thepowercast.com, P-L-U-S.thepowercast.com. It's a cheap subscription rate for month-to-month, annual, five years, lifetime. And we also give you a commercial-free version of this show as part of the Paracast Plus at plus.thepowercast.com. Linda Godfrey, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.